Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dumbs like a truck, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. West Ham winning Europe again, and the England squad is in. It's Friday, 1st of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. Welcome, one and all. It's Friday. We've made it together. Yeah. We've mm. made it together again. Jim, how you doing, baby? I'm good. Uh-huh. Al? You're happy about West Ham? What? I am. Do you know what I love about West Ham in Europe, Luke Moore? What's that? They're enjoying it and we're enjoying it. I'm still reeling from um, a mention for the thong song on the ramble. <laughs> I just, I just came from nowhere. It does creep in a lot. Does it? The yeah. thong song? Yeah, Jules is a big fan. Is she? Okay. I mean, it is the, it is the high point of all art. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's definitely the most... Um, culturally important thing to happen in the year 1999 absolutely was it 99 I think so yeah Yeah. if you've ever seen um, it's very 20th century that song (laughs) if you've ever seen an interview with Cisco talking about it like he means every word oh yeah it's it's magnificent yeah but did he not say recently no no it was about my wife (laughs) well he, (laughs) he performed it at his own wedding yeah. Oh, um, apparently, so, I've been told by the producers it came out in February 2000. Oh, so, but it felt like 99. Well, it's a great way to start a new century. Absolutely. Luke, the truth is all relative nowadays. So it's true. It, it came out in 99 yeah. for you. It came out in the February 2000 for others. Yeah, I had a different story. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is not relative is that West Ham beat uh, Rapid Vienna 2 0 yeah. last night. 2 0. Like I said, it's just it's just wonderful to see them enjoying it. It was also nice to see Jules on the telly talking to the Cole brothers. Yeah. Carlton and Joe. And I yeah. like the fact that Joe Cole referred to Carlton Cole as Coley yeah. Yeah. on the TV. And Jules was uh, amused by that as well. It's been a long, long quest for Jules to find a football player the same height as her. She's been <laughs> she's been lumbered with Mark Schwartz for far too yeah. long. Yeah, so Joe Cole's a bit more, yeah. He's probably more similar height to me, so you, 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 he's going it's in the right direction. Jules, Joe, Colton. Yeah, 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 yeah big yeah, time. Yeah. I imagine that Joe Cole probably calls his reflection Coley as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I love like, Joe Cole. Same. I do as well. He's... One to watch. <laughs> Real prospect. Very yeah. skillful. I mean, yeah, for, for men of our age, though, that has been... like He was about 10 years old when people started hyping him, genuinely. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. he actually delivered. Well, yeah. he got a collector's item in the 2006 World Cup. He did. It was a, what a beauty it was What a well. beauty it was. He, well, you say he's the Greta Thunberg of, uh, <laughs> of uh, a football player. In a way, yeah. In yeah. a way. Yeah. I think his goal in, in, in that tournament might have actually gone like 
technically out of the stadium yes, and then back, back in down the into it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful amazing. thing. Very clever, very yeah. clever indeed. Um, but yes, uh, West Ham, they're on for it in the, in the uh, Europa League. Uh, David Moyes said he, he said it was okay. He said it was okay. We, we, he's nudging towards positivity, of course. Yeah. Uh, bit, of, bit of Brother Brendy vibes. A little bit, yeah. Well, we'll come on to Leicester in a bit. Someone's got to fill that role, haven't they? Because yeah. obviously Rodgers and the boys are struggling. Uh, Declan Rice scored his second goal in, in the Europa League as well. What a run from deep, Luke Moore. Oh, he's, um, he's added that to his game. Yes. He's, he's a player that can do a bit of everything. And, and we have spoken, haven't we? I think it might have been ahead of the Euros. We talked a bit about how you know he's being asked, not just by his manager at West Ham, but mm-hmm. by Southgate as well. You know, can you do a bit more? A lot, he, he said to me when I interviewed him, a lot of his players around him were like, well, you know, why don't you shoot off? And you're actually quite, you, you can shoot pretty well. Why don't you shoot more? And now he's starting to add that kind of forward thinking mm-hmm. stuff to his game. He's very, he, he is a player who, I mean, West Ham fans won't thank me for saying this. He'll go to the very top. He'll go, he's still so young. He's mm. still got a lot more to Can improve. he take West Ham to the top? Well, I think he would like to think that he can. I know he loves West Ham and I know that West Ham love him. So, I mean, that would be the that would be the the, uh, the romantic thing. Mm. But unfortunately, these romantic things these days only tend to happen when the team's already very good, don't yes, they? That, that... Oh, Stephen Gerrard, oh, Ryan Giggs. Yeah, but uh-huh. you're doing stuff all the time. Leicester City. Well, what, what player has been at Leicester City his whole career? Yeah, that's true. Jamie Vardy, famously. Really. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, Came through their academy, did but, he not? But, uh, can, I, can, I, can I say that um, I know there was some trouble in the crowd. And I, don't was, wanna, yeah. I don't want to gloss over that. And obviously that's important. And we need to wait and see what comes out of that because it's still early. But as a general point, it was actually pretty cool to see that stadium so full yeah. in an evening yeah. game in Europe. And actually, given the problems that the club has had with that stadium, and I'm not absolving mm-hmm. them of the ownership of any kind of blame, but it was just a cool thing to see as, a, as an yeah, impartial yeah. observer watching the game. It was just, it was just, it was a big stadium. Yep. It was full. It looked like that kind of night was what that stadium was ultimately for because mm-hmm. of what we saw with the Olympics and stuff. I know it's still got problems, but it was just from an outsider looking in, it was quite a cool thing. But they still yeah. had the protests with the owners. I think, is it, is it Hammers United? Forgive me if that's wrong, the, the, the group who are protesting the owners. And I think that, that there's a balance to be struck because. It's, it's, it's our Newcastle fans are finding it with Ashley. You know, you love going to see your team play, yeah. and you don't want to let certain owners ruin that for you. Mm. You kind of think, well, no, I, I, this is what I love. I'm not letting you take that away, but at the same time, I still want to protest. Yes, and that balance seemed to be there last night with regards to the West Ham fans. It's a tough one, that isn't it? It it's, is. It's almost like separating the art from the artist. Oh, I'm never drinking again. You know you're going to go back to these things. Yeah, like it's very, very. However much you know, you don't like the ownership of your club or mm-hmm. certain things that are happening. It's very, very difficult to just like walk away from it. But so that's yeah, the you've got to strike problem. that balance, haven't you? Yeah, that's yeah, the, and they know that, of course. Yeah, that's the very crux of the problem. And we've talked about this in different contexts um, over the years. The way that people make decisions, bad decisions at football clubs, can get away with it is because the ultimately it's a horrible phrase to use but you know what I mean the customer base if you like is so different mm-hmm. you, you're you not realistically going to go down the road and go and support Arsenal no. or Spurs you are always going to support West Ham they know mm. that so it's much easier for them to take advantage of you well they'd be very welcome at the Emirates wouldn't they Jim the West Ham fans if they turned up wanted to support Arsenal well I mean how would I know that they weren't Arsenal fans presumably that probably because they'd, they'd be making a noise they'd still <laughs> well oh, this <laughs> From the I'll king tell you of what. Surrey over there. Can I, can, I, can, I have a, can I just have a chance to say, I didn't have a chance to say earlier in the week, Go that on. the atmosphere at the North Island Derby looked amazing. Oh, it's always amazing for that. Yeah, yeah. they save it up. <laughs> yeah. Is it like saving stamps for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, it's like you feel the stadium move. Oh, like right. it's unreal. You just wait until Bournemouth turn up at the cottage, mate. Yeah? And yeah. there you'll oh, see. That's the big one, is it? Yeah. That's the, I'll hear it from yeah. North London. Will what, I? what could be more intimidating than the cottage? <laughs> 
At least intimidating yeah. name for a state. Oh, have you know, there really is a cottage. Yeah. Mm. Right, lads, Victoria sponges the o- away. <laughs> the, only, the only thatched stadium in Europe. <laughs> it's a lovely time. Oh, no, I love it. Time. I love going. I've got it no beef. It is a lovely time, but so is a spa day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but West Ham, West Ham are having a lovely time. They're top of their group. They are. And it's, isn't it brilliant? Like, you're, you're going back to, you know, the stadium and the issues they've had. We've said this before, but it bears repeating that... They do need to make these memories in the stadium. You know, Upton Park was a That's place the that problem, they loved right? so, so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, mm. you know, there is a buzz around it. And it's, mm. it's a brilliant, brilliant thing to yeah. witness. And, like, the light show as well. But Those things can that. often look a bit shit, but this was great. Is that the owners trying to get them back on side? Probably. Uh, apparently it's LED lighting systems. Uh, though it, it's not some sort of. So it's a, I think that means it's technically more environmentally friendly. Yes, right. Uses less energy if it's LED. I think they did have like fire as well, didn't they? Which yeah. I, I feel like fire's an element that, that must be respected. I mean, like, during the game when the goals go in. Yeah, remember James Hetfield, the lead singer and guitar player of Metallica, got burnt by a big load of fire at a gig once. Mm. He's quite hard, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He probably handled probably it. What, part, partly what shaped the man. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, yeah. So well done to West Ham, though. That was uh, a, a rare sort of bright spark, if you will, for mm. the uh, the British club. Ben Rama's goal as well, a little note on that. That was almost like... Poor defending. Oh, yeah, but almost like the sort of goal you see scored by a five-a-side maverick. Yeah. Just like really casually sort of passing it into the net I love that yeah. about him I, I, thought, I thought the defender I was like what were you hoping for there he's obviously going to go onto his right but there yeah. we are it was late in the day and he's a good player Jim so we shouldn't uh... it's, it's, it's the second great result for West Ham in that group beating Dinamo Zagreb away is obviously mm-hmm. a big result they've not conceded the goal yet They're, I mean they look almost certain to go through this group now yeah. and as we've seen in the Europa League it can be depending on the draw it can be doable until probably what the semis yeah. So I mean, you got to well. You got the, well as as Mark Noble or Nobes, as they were calling it, yeah. was saying that the Champions League clubs, when they drop in, you know, that can be obviously yeah, yeah quite. That's what I mean. But depending on the draw, depending, depending on, on the draw, it's always depending on the draw, Jim. Yeah, depending on the draw. So we go from the highs to West Ham to um, the genuinely depressing scenes in Prague uh, for Rangers one nil defeat to Sparta Prague. Uh, the Sparta Prague fans uh, racially abused Monaco's Aurelian uh, Chuameni, so they had a stadium closure last night, but 10,000 local kids under 14 years old were let in, and um, Glenn Kamara, who of course was racially abused by Slavia's Andre Kudela last season, was booed with every touch he took. I have to question how this is a punishment. Letting under 14. Well, yeah, I mean, the, isn't the point that, you know, there aren't supposed to be fans there. And like just kicking that can down the road, slightly changing the demographic of the fans that is there doesn't seem to be a punishment to me. I know what you mean. But having having young fans in like that who sort of go, yeah, we, we, we're going to take, we're going to behave like this mm. towards a player who was... It's really yeah, depressing. It I shows mean, you the root of the problem, doesn't it? And how this stuff carries down the generations, mm. how these, how you know, kids can be influenced by what they see at home. It's just about, it's got to be just about the bleakest thing mm. you can really... I didn't think it could get, get any bleaker, yeah, to be I honest. Mean, I mean, and then you see that, and it's, it's like... Ugh. Sadly, it just shows you the size of the problem. Now, I don't know the detail on this. I didn't see the game, because I, you know, for those who don't know or otherwise care, it's quite a lot of football to get involved with on a Thursday night. When of, it's course, of course, You can't watch everything all the time. So I haven't seen the game in its entirety. I haven't personally witnessed what's been reported, although I do. I don't doubt the, the veracity of it. But it, if, if what's been reported is, is true... It just shows you the sheer depth of the problem mm. societally in in these places where it's happening. Of course, we have our own problems here. We always have to say that. It's just beyond well, the problem tedious that we have to talk about it all, every yeah. single time. It feels like every single time there's a round at the mm. moment of European fixtures or international fixtures, mm. there is a problem. Of course, we must also point out 
someone in this country has just been sent to prison yeah. For, yeah. For, 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 for racial offences towards a footballer. Mm. So clearly these things aren't isolated in certain parts of the world that we stereotype them as. But that is a bleak, bleak problem and does show how deep these problems go in certain places when you've got kids. Kids aren't kids don't grow up racist. Mm. Kids aren't kids don't care what colour your skin is when mm-hmm. they're playing with their kids friends in the playground. It just doesn't happen. That it's learnt behaviour and they have been taught that behaviour by adults. Mm. And that is the most depressing thing you can imagine. Yeah, mm. exactly. And when a player does sort of, you know, say, look, this has happened and comes forward with it, it seems like as you say, Jim, they're being punished now for that. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's, whereas, whereas, it's crazy. I mean, maybe I'm being naive here, but certainly maybe before it would be a case if there would be, you know, you're kind of a small minority and they would get punished. Whereas mm. now it almost seems like, no, no, let's rally around those who are being yeah. um, called. Well, because it, it becomes part of the culture war. It's thing, part of the it? cultural bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And also, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. the fact we talk, we, we all feel strongly at, at the podcast generally that we do need to talk about this stuff when it happens. We, I mean, I'm sure there are times where we miss it because it happens so often, but you get people on the right who talk about how, oh, the bloody woke left just constantly banging on about injustice and this, that and the other. So even even calling it out mm. is is attacked, which, yeah. which is a, a really sad state of affairs. But Romain Sawyer's said himself after the, the guy who abused him was sentenced that do call it out. Players need to call it out. And mm. there is a resistance to this stuff. It mm. is happening. And there are people like Romain Sawyer's who unfortunately are put in the limelight in a, in a way that makes them quite vulnerable because they are the victim of something horrible and nobody likes to sort of see themselves as a victim or be cast as a victim. But people are resisting. And you, know, you look at Raheem Sterling and Marcus Rashford and there, there are positive examples of of how people just aren't having it anymore. So mm. I always try and think of that when, mm. it, when it gets me down because people have had enough. And this has been going on a long time. It's just people are resisting now, so those doing it are kind of getting a, getting a bit more entrenched. But hopefully, we will look back on this period as actually a turning point rather than a low point. Yeah, it was a shame Kamara got sent off, and one could yeah. say it was slightly harsh the second yellow. But I was, agree, he was, he was sent off. A great shame, and 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 there we are. But Rangers, they did lose the game, um, which seems sort of uh, insignificant when you talk about that uh, sort of stuff. Um, elsewhere in the Europa League, uh, Legia Warsaw beat Leicester one nil. Um, Leicester, what is happening Le- to them Leicester, this season? They look awful, don't they? That's yeah, the is... problem. It's not like they've just they're not quite clicking, or they've had a few bad results go their way. They look so bad that I'm actually starting to question Brenda's Brenda Brenda's Brendan Rogers' future future <laughs> a little bit. Like, is is the magic wearing off? You know, is it getting a bit stale? Yeah, no, this can this this can happen. Um, but uh, I found it quite funny that Legia Warsaw's players did their post-match interviews with T-shirts that read Legia Warsaw 1, Leicester City 0. I found that absolutely bizarre. I couldn't yeah. work it out and how that had happened. Quite disrespectful. Yeah. I, I, what was... They, 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 I don't... Well, all I can think of, unless we've been absolutely um, tricked, because obviously when you get to our age, you can't really trust the internet exactly, anymore. Yeah. No, that's true. It, it feels like they must have just had such a strong tactical plan that they thought it was how we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you think though... Lovely got... goal, by the way. Great finish. It was a close. nice goal. Yeah. Do you think though that they had like loads of different scores on the t-shirts? Oh, we could have done that. Yeah, they so could they have had, done like, that. had two ones, they had two nils, all sorts. They could one have done alls, that. Would they have been happy with the point? If they'd have got a point, would they have brought the t-shirt? So it's like down? the t-shirt equivalent of when these like troll Twitter accounts post the result of every single yeah, and game. Delete yeah, and delete them. Yeah, yeah, it could have been that. I didn't think about that. I mean, the Leicester thing is interesting, isn't it? Because they've... It's, it's tempting to say that you've got to worry about them. But if you look at the results, the last handful of results or whatever, I mean, you probably put aside the, the, the League Cup win they had. They've lost to Man City narrowly. They've, they lost to a resurgent Brighton, who have been good. 
and 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 things are starting to click into place for them. They drew with Burnley, and then they drew with Napoli as well, didn't they? Mm. And they, they did a, draw with Napoli, and yeah. had a player sent off in that game. So so I don't know if it's quite that drastic, but um, it's clearly not the amazing start that everyone kind of expected from them, given what we've seen in recent seasons. Yeah. But having said that, you know, I know they're not, they're not as good as Man City, but imagine. Mm. Remember how la- how low in the table Man City were like last season. True, they were tenth at one point, weren't they? And the only thing I would add is just that they they do seem to be conceding quite a lot of goals. Yeah, which is I mean I think one of one of only a handful of teams it might even be the only team outside. No, not actually because Arsenal have conceded a few as well. That kind of profile team to concede double figures so far. So it's um it's not ideal. True. Yeah, but- I I just feel like I mean maybe this is why the mark but based on what I saw yesterday. I feel like they're not setting the agenda in games in a way they maybe did last season. That's not an agenda, Brenda. No. That's where you were going wrong earlier. What, wasn't yeah. it? Arsenal, so like when Arsenal used to, used to say Arsenal used to have football happening to them. Yes. It's a bit like that. A little yeah. bit like that. In the, in the, uh, the, game, um, the other game in the group that uh, Leicester involved in, Spartak Moscow beat Napoli 3-2. 12 yellow cards and two reds, which is quite want. the game. Uh, yeah. And uh, before the game, it looked like Napoli manager Luciano Spalletti had to ask someone who Spartak's coach was in order to yeah. introduce him. He, it's really you say good. look like, he 100% has that. <laughs> there is no doubt that but that Spartak's was what coach is Rui Vittoria, who he managed Benfica for a handful yeah. of years. Like, he's not a no It's a power play. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it didn't work, did, did it? Was it? Was it Spalletti who Andy said that like was sat and he used to sit in the cafe after training when he was coaching the team initially, I forget which one it was, just slagging people off. That sounds <laughs> and, about and, right. and the journalist, journalist like, picked up on it. I'm like, all you got to do is go in that cafe. He's yeah. there with coaching team, just slagging everyone off. You get all the coaches you want. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't know who anyone is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're a tabloid, Let's get yourself in there. Yeah. But Spalletti is that type of um, Southern European man who he's he's bald but looks good with it. Yeah, he kind of born to be bald. Yeah, middle aged but kind of works out a little bit. I haven't seen him that close up uh, recently, mm. so forgive me, that's not right. A bit of a obviously, I know some Pali's from South America, but similar like. Probably some quite good guns yes. going on. Yes, exactly. He's got yeah. a bit of the Sam Pauli about him. I also it's hot. It's tight black t-shirt and yeah. black trousers. But you know, you know, it's impossible to remember. We always talk about this, Marcus. Yeah, it's impossible to think of Marco Parkinson or Bruce Forsyth as young. Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible to think of Luciano Spalletti ever having hair. I'm not wearing yeah. a tight white, a tight black t-shirt. Yeah, or white. Yeah, only dresses in white or black. Yeah, genuinely though, even if you look at old pictures of Bruce Forsyth, he's, he has never looked young. No, has Pitbull ever had hair? Look at Spalletti with hair. No, that's well, not him. No. It is. Get lost. There's so much yeah. hair. There's no way that's him. It's him. He's got Pat Nevin in the 80s hair. Not having that We'll share that on social media. That looks like, almost like molasses yeah. like dripping off his head Doesn't rather than yeah. hair. Hair molasses. Mm. Yeah. How about that? Leicester face Crystal Palace on Sunday, of course, at Selhurst Park. Big one. Yeah, absolutely. Big. I've been quite quietly impressed with Crystal Palace, actually, so yeah. far. They've been all right. Yeah, they've been okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about Tottenham Hotspur? Have you been impressed with them? Because they beat um, Moura 5-1. I found it difficult to accept that Murrah were a real team. 5-1, even Harry Kane scored. <laughs> scored three. He did score three. Which, Told you he was professional, didn't I? Disrespectful yeah. to the Slovenian champions, I know. Yeah. But uh, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of them. No. So um, it was... It was. I, I, I actually watched uh, this game back and uh-huh. um, obviously Kane came off on as a sub and was able to put, put three in. But um, it was... I mean... Uh, it's hard not to be disrespectful because I don't want to be one of those people who comes from like a a, a traditional footballing country. And it's be okay like, if you don't know much about the Slovenian. No, I just think they were fucking shit. That's fine. The goal Absolutely was good, though, terrible. wasn't it? Goal of the game. It was a brilliant goal, <laughs> and that's what it, the goal seemed better. Yeah. Because I was not expecting any yeah. kind of that technique like that. It just like 
it plonked right in the corner, yeah. right in the bottom corner. Yeah. It even bounced off whatever it is that pins the net down. A pin, I'd imagine. Bri- Brian Hill, <laughs> who was pin. supposed to be closing it down, behaved more like a um, maitre d' at a nice restaurant. <laughs> Very nice to see you. Mm-hmm. Please come in. We've yeah. got your favourite table. Yes. You have scored. There uh, you go. Oh, you, you have a ball. Please place that in the <laughs> yeah, net. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want me to that ball for you? Are you going to put it in the net? <laughs> What's quite nice is that Kane's hat-trick is the very first hat-trick in the history of the Europa Conference League. And how long is that history? Uh, not very long. A couple of months. Two but games, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, but if he'd have gone to Man City, he wouldn't be making history like that. True, actually. It's so they're nice. History yeah. maker Kane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but, nice one, Charlie. Harry history. Let me give a bit of... Um, yeah, it'll come up Charlie Kane again. Let me have... Uh, not, not laughing now, are they, Charlie? <laughs> Um, let me have just a little bit more context on the thing that I just said that Mirror was shit and that's unhelpful. Uh-huh. They got beat 5-1? They did, um, but it just felt to me that in the last... Didn't Kane, deserve to be there. Kane, if you'll allow me, <laughs> Kane, they, obviously they literally deserve to be there. Uh, Kane came on in, and scored this hat-trick in like 19 minutes or whatever it yeah. was and no one seemed to get anywhere near him. The things he was doing basic stuff like peeling off the centre-back and timing mm, his run mm-hmm. and, the, and the centre-back not even really noticing to me felt a bit like it wasn't great for the integrity of the competition had they covered him in vanishing spray it felt like very they nice. might have done Lo Celso was very good I though, could still he? see him so. I don't think they, they Lo Celso was great really struggled, they struggled to contain him he's a funny player Lo Celso I think however many times I see a picture of his face it will not stay in my head yeah I understand what you mean actually we, I, I feel like I feel like Lo Celso should play more to be honest I don't, I don't understand why um, he doesn't play more. Mm. Uh, I'm just <clears throat> frantically seeing if he's injured. No, because he was on the bench for Arsenal, didn't get on. And I know that the fact that those Celtics didn't play wasn't their problem against Arsenal. Mm. Jamie Carragher did a brilliant bit on Monday Night Football about their, their shape of their midfield, which I didn't really properly appreciate. It was horrific. It, it was awful. Wasn't yeah. it? it was great. <laughs> more of that. Yeah. yeah. More of the same, please. Well, uh, Spurs play uh, Aston Villa this weekend. And uh, we'll be hoping that uh, Emmy Martinez has had a, a big old sesh on the PlayStation before the game, the night before the game. He said in an interview this week, I play two hours with the PlayStation every night. I take it with me to every place. Before the Copper America final, I was playing Call of Duty. The national team is very unified because we played that among us. FIFA, ping pong. Before a knockout game, we got 10 guys in a room and we played until 2am. I love that confidence. Yeah. yeah, but he shouldn't be saying that. I mean, people will be tearing their hair out reading that. Do you remember when David James said this? And, yeah. he, and he was, I think, away to Middlesbrough maybe in the cup. When he was playing for Liverpool. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and there was a couple of easy goals and people blamed uh, his lack of um, concentration. Well, he himself said, didn't he? That, like, he sort of held his hands up and said, yeah, I've, I've been staying up too late, staying up too late playing too many video games. This is slightly different though, isn't it? Because he was, uh, you know, using it as a reason for his mistakes, whereas Martinez is just like, yeah, I love the PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, Martinez is yeah. really... I mean, that celebration at Old Trafford, he's really grown in confidence. Yeah. Think about it, Jim, when he was that bench warmer at Arsenal. Absolutely. And came on, he won the FA Cup, as we said recently, and he seemed like quite quiet. And then, I don't know, like ever since the Copper America, he's just been properly like, yes, yeah. of course I should behave. I think, I think it's a I think I know that he's... A, I, mean, I personally quite like a shit in football. Oh, no, he's mm. great. But I, I think um, it's a bit of an... It's quite an interesting story, his journey. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, he basically got that reputation and got that move to Villa off the back of some performances for Arsenal who were basically saying they weren't going to pick him. Yeah, I mean, he um, he had always stated, even when he was like established himself as the second-choice keeper at Arsenal, that his, his plan was to establish himself in the team and then become Argentina's national team goalkeeper. And he really? obviously had to, eventually had to move to make that happen. But he, he has done it. Mm. And, you know, presumably every footballer has a plan like that, but very few of them execute it. And I, I can't wish him anything but well. Um, I, and, you know, 
Especially oh. for this weekend's match against Spurs. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Before we go to a break, if you want more European football chat, you know what to do. Get over to Football Ramble Presents for this week's On the Continent, where Dot and Andy were joined by the wonderful Nicky Bandini. They look back on another mad Champions League week and some of the recent crowd trouble in France. Listen now. Right then, let's have a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. in the wall and it looks like a skirt to boot Messi goes through Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway it's time for emails Yes, uh, James Rand has been in touch. That's James Rand, not Randy, the famous sceptic. Oh, that uh, documentary is amazing about James Rand. Oh, Have you seen, seen it? That, I can't no. remember what it's called. It's really good, though. I'll, I'll give it a look. Uh, Tuesday's chat about magazines being thrown onto the pitch reminded me of the following from 2001. Charlton defender Steve Brown committed a blatantly obvious handball to prevent a goal-scoring opportunity, but got injured and was taken off on a stretcher. Whilst he was being stretched off, the ref showed him a red to the fury of the Charlton fans. The club had placed magazines for the club shop on all the seats before the game, 
all of which got chucked on the pitch in protest at the decision. The Leicester players were seen browsing through the catalogues on the pitch. Brown later admitted he wasn't injured, just faking to try and get out of the red card. It's <laughs> the shame all round, isn't it? When I was, um, when I was a kid, um, I, I played for my school rugby team for a bit, and there was a kid called uh, Brian Snowden. Uh, I don't know what he's up to now. Mm. Um, shout out to Brian. If he's listening, he won't be listening. Big Brian. Uh, and uh, we were playing against our rival school, Bay House. Oh, yeah. And um, they, uh, we, it was a really close game. And right at the end, uh, Brian Snowden, who was playing fullback, for those rugby fans who know what that is, mm-hmm. um, he dropped a ball, a big kick, and he dropped it. And one of the Bay House players nicked in and scored the try to win <sighs> the game. And Brian insisted that he'd really hurt his ankle and that's what had happened. And he kept up that pretense mm. at school with a limp for about two weeks. And there was clearly nothing wrong with him. Oh, so wow. it, all I'm saying is it can happen from quite a young age. That's we must be about 13 or 14 at the time. Mm. Um, talking of magazines and, and Leicester players having a browse through and so on, obviously it's told the story recently of the, um, I can't remember if it was the the Chivas goalkeeper or Club America goalkeeper when he was reading the magazine yeah. and the Derby and all the, the magazines yeah. came down. Um there's a, there's a, there's a, an interesting goalkeeper in Ghanaian football hi- history. Died quite young, quite tragically. But Robert Mensah, right. the goalkeeper, who was he's this one of Africa's greatest goalkeepers ever. Apparently, Jonathan Wilson wrote an excellent article uh, about him a, a few years ago. But uh, he would often mock opposition players by reading a newspaper while goaltending. Wow. Yeah, he was re- a real character. He was often uh, nicknamed Yashin because he used to dress in all black. That's a proper 1950s. Dig that, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Read, yeah. Read, read the From a broadsheet. Yeah. I think Making he was operating in the comments. 60s, but yes, you're right. See, but like a, a little a boy, a little boy, the paper boy came and delivered it to him with a flat cap on. <laughs> Hello, mister. Yeah, your paper. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. Um, what about this from Connor Martin? It says, hi, Ramblers, international listener, first time emailer. I'll Ooh. give you a pass on that, Connor, because obviously the emails take longer to get here if you're <laughs> further away. They go by air email, don't they? Yeah. Is it, I was born in Derby, said Connor, um, but to the disappointment of my parents, I'm a Blackpool fan. Ah. Fast forward 20 years and I now reside in Dallas, Texas. On my return to the beautiful seaside town in 2019, I was unfortunate enough to witness my beloved Tangerines lose 3-0 at home against MK Dons. Obviously, Andy Brassel's MK Dons. Uh, my question to you and other <laughs> listeners is, what's the furthest round trip you've done to watch your team take a battering home or away? Can anybody beat my 9,134-mile round trip? I checked that, by the way, and he's no. absolutely spot on. That's exactly the amount of miles it is. Yeah, that's very good. Um, if anyone can beat that, get in touch. Show at footballramble.com. You do hear some crazy stories yeah. of, 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 of away trips for, for particular games. Yeah. I can't really... I think the furthest away I've been to see... Portsmouth. I never went to the, any of their away games in the in Europe when they were in the in the mm-hmm. in the Europa League. Um, probably Leeds, the furthest away I've been. Yeah, Old Trafford for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, Etihad for me. So I mean, nowhere near that. No, exactly. Yeah, we're lazier. We're much lazier. Much Far lazier. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but we don't live in Texas, so you know, we live where I, where. Do our you team. not live in Texas? Not usually. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good to get a confirmation of that. Intrigued as to how he ended up supporting Blackpool. No information on that. Let's get correspondence going, Connor. Yeah, let us know. Email in again. You've only ever emailed in once by your own admission, so pull <laughs> your finger out and do another one. I have been to Dallas, Texas. Have you? Any good? Didn't see Connor there. He's no. a liar. <laughs> uh, show at footballramble.com. Right, everybody. The England squad's been announced. Isn't it exciting, Jim? It is. Isn't it? It's like your <laughs> excitement is making me more excited. Exactly. Look at your little face. It's like Ask, the- ask me. Come on, you're excited, aren't you? Yeah. Big time, yeah. <laughs> big time. It's like we're moving towards Advent. Yeah. You know, mm. the, what you, you're, you're writing up your Christmas lists. This is what it is. An England squad is a Christmas list, really, is it not? No. Not really. Okay. That, no, you don't really get to choose, do you? Oh, uh, if you're Gareth Southgate, you do. 
Okay, so it's a specifically a Christmas time for <laughs> yeah. Gareth Southgate, where the, so, the gifts you want come to you. It's like it's like it's like Christmas for the whole country, but only one person gets to celebrate yeah. it. I've, no, he gets to pick, and we should all be happy with those. It's like it's a if a dictator ran Christmas. Well, people aren't happy. Well, no, people are never, never happy. Are they're they? Never happy. People aren't happy because Jude Bellingham and bastard. Who else? The other, what's the other one's name? Uh, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. Bastard Mason Greenwood's not in there. I liked it, though, when Southgate was asked about this and he went, well, they don't come as a pair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. He meant, he said about Bellingham, he's, he's young, he's had a lot of fixtures. Da, 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 da. Some people are just not having that. Mm. Other people are having that. Are you having it or not having it, Jim? I think everything Gareth Southgate does is incredibly methodical and he will have thought about um, exactly this and he will have probably the data from from the players' clubs about their fitness and exactly where they are. And Jude Bellingham is very, very young. I think if Gareth Southgate thinks that is the best course of action, Mm -hmm. we should remember that he got England to the final of the Euros Mm -hmm. and perhaps trust him a bit. Yeah, I think it's spot on. But why why doesn't he just let everybody off the lead, Luke? Why doesn't he pick a 35-man squad yeah. and play 18 of them on the pitch? I think you know the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree with Jim's sentiment, and I think that you know he has earned our trust. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, we're disappointed in the final of the Euros, but I mean, it's a nice position to be in, isn't it, being disappointed by the final of the Euros? Absolutely. And ultimately, if you look at the makeup of the group that England are expected to qualify from, they are going to qualify. So it, it's, there's no real debate about that. Um, it would be probably the biggest surprise in English football history if they don't if they don't qualify from that group. So ultimately, he's got the luxury of being able to try a few players out, manage the load of some players as well, which I do think is important. We, we talk all the time on this show now uh, about more and more football being played all the time and there's even plans for, for more. So I, I'm not against the idea that he um, he does that. Jude Bellingham was 18 years old. You know, there's no hurry here. Pelé won the World Cup at 17. He though. did, <laughs> he did. But, but if Southgate himself said, you know, in other... You know, in other walks of life, he may well be playing for the under 18s or the under 21s, yeah. that kind of thing. And he's just reminding people, look, it's okay. Well, well, I th- Picking I th- Jude Bellingham, as you say, is not going to cause England to fail well, to qualify for the World Cup. Absolutely. But I mean, the, the counter argument to what we're saying is, as far as I understand it, is ultimately this England looked like in, in the big game against Italy, they struggled to keep hold of the ball. Mm. They struggled in transition. They didn't really have an outlet and Jude Bellingham's great at carrying the ball so he should be part of it all the time. Yes. The other argument is Mason Greenwood should be in there because he started the season really well. Raheem Stone's not playing. Jen Sanchez had a poor start to the season and, and Greenwood can slot in there and mm. do a job that a different job to say agree. Well, Jay Lings is in there and he's, he's played more than him. It, exactly. So I get it but I just say to people don't worry about it. Mm. You know, if, if, you got to the, if you got to the start of, a, of the World Cup and Jude Bellingham carries on the way he's going and he's not picked for the World Cup squad, then, there's going to have to be a North. fucking good reason why. Yeah, yeah, right enough. But that's not the situation. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. clearly if he said, I'm, I'm saving him for another World Cup, it'd be like, yeah. I'll piss off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Tamori is in there. Ficker T is back Ficker in the fold. Ficker T. He's <laughs> back in the fold yeah. uh, for the first time since November 2019. Uh, he didn't feature very much, uh, of course, back then, but he's in there. Uh, Harry Maguire is injured, of course. I'm pleased about tomorrow. He's played his way back in yeah. there, Jim. Doing, I'm doing excited it. to see him as well. It, it, there is the there is that nice feeling around this England squad that it almost feels like when a player that's got a call up that you've been hoping to see a bit more of, yes. it gets that call up. It's like your club have signed a player. Almost. Yeah, I know what you mean. But also as well, Southgate has to set the agenda to use that word again with a core of players. So when someone like Tomori comes in, he sees this is the setup. This is what is expected of you. You you can slot in there. There's joined up thinking. He doesn't turn up and go, right, oh, people are looking yeah. around and they're new and they're new and they're not too sure. Hang on, sorry. I've got to ask a few people and a few questions what's going on here. It's all set mm. up. So, Which is why sometimes you don't get these mass inclusions of people 
and so on. Yeah, which is that's exactly right because you you have to find a balance even within that. I mean, people are talking about Ivan Tony being unlucky not to be called up into the squad. I think on his form, you could argue there, you know, there, that's not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. But we are like what five, six yeah. games into the Premier League Let's season. See what his give him another like. win, give him till the next window because you know Patrick Bamford, you know, was called up into the last mm-hmm. one, and you know Ollie Watkins is back in there, and he's you know he's not firmly established yet, but clearly he's been part of the setup, and he he needs his chance <laughs> as well. So as you say, you can't do too much at once, and this. Is what a luxury, you know. It couldn't yeah, couldn't amazing. be better set of circumstances for England to mm-hmm. to be in that they've got to rotate who they're picking because the the, mm-hmm. the crop is so good. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're right. I think you know if if this squad comes a month or two later and Tony carries on the way he's going, he'd probably be in there. Um, and and you're right. But it depends what the others are doing. True, you're right about yeah. I was to say you're right about the embarrassment of riches we've got. And Tamori has gone from. I mean, there was a really interesting movement towards. Tamori being picked for the Euros in the summer, mostly fueled by people on the internet who wanted to show they knew more about football than other people. Mm, yes. And now Tamori is playing at a team. I'm one of them. Right. He's playing um, for Milan, who've started the season well. He's, mm-hmm. he's playing in the team, and clearly they've, they've looked at him and they want to give him another go because he's, he's already made his debut, as you've said. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, look, it's a great position to be in. And, and, and the fact is, you know, it's not that long ago that England didn't really have any options. That they, what they had done is they had taken the players who were essentially England, it was almost like the England cricket team, these century contracted players who always play for England, and there's no matter what their form is like they're always going to be picked and then the, the ones that the level after that kind of first 15 or so players the drop off was incredible now it seems completely mm. egalitarian if you play well you're going to be in if you don't you won't and if, and if you don't get picked there'll be an explanation for it that we have to accept because of Southgate's record well Phil Jagielka is not even mentioned anymore is no he? he's not Jags and, poor old Jags and neither is a man who I would say has played his way into contention Andros Townsend Jim Andros Townsend, he's got his fourth goal of the season already. Three in the Prem. Mm. Rafa Benitez has elevated this man. He Absolutely said, flying, and you you've decided to undermine him. <laughs> have you got a have you got a comment from Donaldson on this? I haven't got a comment, Donaldson, because he's gone on holiday because he's worried about this. He's yeah, got to yeah. go away to sort of think again. Yeah. Um, but uh, Andros himself said, "I feel like I'm 21 at the moment. I feel like I'm full of life and full of energy. And my goodness, he's showing it, isn't he? I, I, I like that he. Uh, listen, I like that he said." Um, before, and I think I mentioned it at the time, or I certainly mentioned it to one of you guys, he said on the radio when he signed for Everton, I know most people out there think I'm not up to this. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's driving me forward. And he's showing that he is. Oh, he is, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, they've got Manchester United uh, away on the on the weekend, so I fancy Andros to uh, to tear it up there. Um, oh, have you, have you seen, we mentioned Declan Rice earlier, that um, uh, the noises coming out of Manchester United, our attention has turned from Declan Rice because it looks like you're going to have to pay an, an enormous amount of money to get him away from West Ham. And they've turned their attention to Calvin Phillips because he's a, a cheap or a cheaper alternative yeah, to Declan like, Rice. That's, Do you think Leeds will be... He's going to knock Leeds 10 million on top of it. <laughs> They'll be okay with that, won't they? Yeah, they won't mind I that. See, I just can't see, even in this day and age, how that ever happens. Yeah. No. Well, Danny Mills has warned Calvin Phillips that... Oh, uh, he, fucking hell. He, he won't be welcome in Leeds if he signs for Manchester United. What a prick. Danny what Ma- a prick thing to say. <laughs> to a, to, an, to a, another player in your industry. I yeah. know. Uh, but Danny Mills would know that because he's not welcome anywhere. So he's pretty well versed in that. <laughs> Can you imagine know, him with hair? To paraphrase uh, Andy Brasser talking about someone we wouldn't mention, you see or hear Danny Mills and your heart just sinks. Mm. It just sinks. <laughs> Truly a rotten egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He makes he makes um, Tim Sherwood mm. sound like 
Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> yeah, fair one. Uh, Liverpool are hosting Manchester City on the weekend. Oh, I don't a... think we do enough of slagging off of other pundits on this show. I think people are too nice. What do you think? I think if they're crap, you should fucking say. Well, who else? Who else do you fancy having a Sherwood's go crap. Yeah. Mills is crap. Richard Keyes. Not a pundit. Not a pundit. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, joking. well, the thing with Keyes, I mean, as you've always said, Marcus, uh-huh. and you, you never shut up about this, actually a very good presenter. <laughs> yeah. He is. <laughs> The stitch up. It just haps, happens to be complete dreck of, as a human, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think I think people, I do. I I always go on about it. All I'm saying is, there's not not enough controversy. Yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough honesty in in um in, in like for example, yeah. like the reason Roy Keane is so refreshing. I know he's become a bit uh, of a kind of character, yeah. but he's like he's not afraid to say no, stuff. No, because I would prefer Soonis to Keane. Because soon as actually, really? I think, yeah, I would. Because soon as actually, what we were talking about in the North London, I'll be actually sometimes prefer some of the stuff he's coming out with. Because I think he's he's being very harsh and critical, but he has a point. Whereas Keane sometimes just seems to think that if they're not that handy in a bare knuckle fight, then I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't know. But soon as <laughs> soon as he's starting to I'll do that, that thing, yeah. where every criticism he has of someone comes back to how he used to play with certain players or under certain mm. managers or in certain competitions, and it's all it's starting to feel a little bit like the latter days of Begbie sat in a bar <laughs> reminiscing about the scraps he used to have. <laughs> Again, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're saying they're quite Although, similar. Interestingly though, I guess, you know, there are there are a certain generation of people that watch football that are of that age and probably do that themselves and are that sort of demographic. So it's, it's important for us to recognise that that might need to be mm-hmm. catered for and just because we don't necessarily like it, well, uh, that uh, doesn't mean it's I think invalid. the role of a pundit is harder than people. It, so, much yeah, harder. Absolutely. But ap- apologies for the name drop here, but I have actually spoken to David Jones about this. Yes. And he said to me, we're always looking for a balance. Yeah. So we wouldn't have Graham on every week. No. We wouldn't have, you know, it depends on the game, it depends on the situation, we want to get a different balance. So I understand it can be a bit one note if you just have a Sooness and a Key and that's it. Yeah. It might become a, a certain type of programme and be a little bit kind of uninteresting. You want a vegetarian option sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, are you happy to be the vegetarian option on this show? <laughs> I, just, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it very well. Yeah, you? exactly. Take it like a take it like a vegetarian. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. Listen. I don't want to increase the hate on the internet. Because it's a terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I probably so we'll delete all those accounts. No, I should probably. Choose, <laughs> I should probably choose my words more carefully. But what I think. What I think I'm trying to say is there should be more honesty about stuff. Yeah. And 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 it is a hard job. But you know, you're on TV. You're getting paid well. You should be good at it. Hmm. Well, what, okay. Let's have a bit of honesty here. Liverpool facing Manchester City. What immediately do you think? Who do you fancy for this? Because we Go mentioned on. before that Say something outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool slightly going under the radar, but then they did win five one away in the Champions League. So if they're not back on people's radars, then they bloody well should be. Yeah. But Manchester City have been pretty good despite that uh, loss against PSG in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough old game to call. We were talking about before the for the uh, for the show because obviously one of us has got to pick it for our uh, four to score, which is coming up shortly. Oh yes. And I was sort of saying to you, I wonder if it's going to be one of those games that just underwhelms because we went through that phase in in the Premier League not that long ago where you'd be building up, building up, building up to a big game, mm. and it would be a little bit catchy and a little yeah. bit shit. But I know what you mean. that era appears to be behind us now. I was saying on Monday. The start of the Premier League season is actually really exciting and really good. So I don't imagine there's any reason why it shouldn't continue in that vein. Yeah. Um, the last time they played, City smashed them, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, 4-1 at Anfield, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a proper doing. Big but Liverpool, yeah. they, they, they look like they've uh, pulled the socks up well, from last season. Here's a way to answer it then, very, very briefly. Go on. If the way Man City played against Chelsea is their new standard and indicative of how they tend to go through this season, I think they'll beat Liverpool. If it was a high point that it's hard, finds them, hard for them to replicate, I think it could be it could go either way. Yeah, Jim, what do you think of uh, Adrissa Gay's 
um, some uh, summary of uh, Manchester City uh, when asked about their um, defending, and he said it was simple to defend against Manchester City because they didn't have a lot of pace. What I love about this is I don't think he's even aware it's a dig. <laughs> he's just again, he's just been really honest and straightforward, talking about how they found the game. Yeah, it's I mean, it's you know to say that. Man City don't have a lot of pace in their team is is simply not true, is it? Mm-hmm. But it shows you how how comfortable they were. I like it. You got like to love confidence. You got to love yeah. a We want a bit of honesty. We've got it there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's true enough. Apparently, Jurgen Klopp is uh, on a five man shortlist to replace Ronald Koeman at Barcelona. By the way, I mean it's mental. Disrespectful yeah. to Ronnie K because he's don't, still in the job. Not bothered about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how many rocks would you need to have in your head to go from Liverpool to Barcelona yeah. at and the also, moment? And, and how many rocks are shiny rocks? Are Barcelona going to have to dig up somewhere to be able to afford to block Absolutely. to get yeah, yeah. 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 They'll the, still find a way yeah. somehow. <laughs> the, the chat yesterday for Andy was like, they're going to have to get, you know, yeah, the tea lady from Liverpool, not 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 the manager. Exactly. Yeah. It's like sort of a bit like being a guest star on The Simpsons now, isn't it? Mm. What do <laughs> yeah, you mean? I don't even what do you mean? mean that The Simpsons is oh, shit now? It's not, <laughs> it's not what it was. And back in the day, being a guest star on The Simpsons would be a really big thing that you'd oh, be totally. really excited about. But now it'd be like, you know, I'm just part of the yeah, decline. It, you still do it though. No, but well, you would still do it. I'd still do it, but yeah. it'd be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Guest star who isn't famous. It would come from left field. I mean, you probably wouldn't believe the phone call, would you? No. No, but I think, yeah, you're right. Back in the day... Imagine the phone call, Bolo. Sorry to interrupt. Imagine the phone call. It presumably would be one of the guys who does the Simpsons voices. Who would you like? So Otherwise, he, you'd he could never believe He could choose whatever it. person he wants I'd to I'd have to you. be Mayor Quimby, wouldn't it? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think Mo Sislak might be able to talk me into it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Marcus. You you're, about... That's often the voice you hear in your head. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, when... Marcus. You were talking about football. Carry on. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Barca. Don't go, Jurgen. For crying no, out loud, don't go. Retire instead. Have a year off. Do a pep. Yeah, but... I lost the pitch. We're the shittest we've ever been. <laughs> yeah, since at least Jo Jo yeah. Cruyff. We're you... basically Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? The mobile phone company Nokia. Oi, there's yeah. a there's a job going. CEO yeah. of MySpace. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> do you fancy? Would you like to come and work for Kodak? <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Absolute nonsense. Got a big uh, fast food company opportunity for you. Oh, go on. Is it Wimpy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Sold no loads, thanks. We sold loads of burgers when yeah. Yeah. late eighties. Yeah. Not good enough. Yeah. I'm not interested. You. Would novice. you like to be the new lead singer of? <laughs> Don't say a band I like. Okay. Yeah. Right. Bon Jovi. How... <laughs> JPJ still there. He's still he flying. Still high. doing it. You still find him. Exactly. <laughs> With his big heels on. He's still got his big hair now. Not he's got a big hair now, has he? It's still fairly big <laughs> for a man of his age. I would, I, yeah, and, it, and even if he can't do it, he'll he'll you know get laser surgery, whatever it is you, now you, on his you, hair. I don't know. <laughs> Marcus went to see Bon Jovi twice just to double check the second time they were still as good. <laughs> I mean, I get that was a long time ago. No, but you still did it. I mean, embrace it. It's not yeah, no, 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 I liked it. Keep the face. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someday you'll be Saturday night. Yeah, oh, that 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 doesn't work. Well, it's a bit, a bit more of a deep cut. Uh, is that one? Is it a bit more of a deep cut, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah. Take you. No, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. I'm, I, I get sidetracked here. Yeah. But I do want to say though that uh, Daniel Sturridge, uh, former Liverpool, not legend, former Liverpool player, did have that great season though. Uh, it's finally got a club. Everybody, this is yeah. good news. If mm. this can't get a bit of Friday feeling in your Fridays then I don't know what will he's joined Perth Glory Bonza that's, that's a nice time that's oh, lovely on the other hand he's on the bill on the ramble 
yeah. below the Simpsons and Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how important this news is to the football community at large. We love Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, we do. Great player back in the day. Gave mm-hmm. an amazing interview to Melissa on Between the Lines. Seems like a lovely fella. Is he going to do the dance? His, his career has gone... I mean, joking aside, it's hard to think of another player who's gone so high, so far down, so quick. Yeah, because even, say, someone like Joe Hart, who did that, well, yeah. Hart still, I mean, Celtic were battered, I know, in the Europe. Different for like, a keeper, probably. But he made some good, but he's still playing in Europe for a, a huge side, even yeah. though they're not going, not having sort of doing too well under Postacoglu. But still, like, that's, yeah. You're, he, I mean, you think, if you think about technically speaking, yeah. he was, so Daniel Sturridge was still a Liverpool player two years ago. 2019 yeah. he left. Yeah. I mean, it's fast is what I'm saying. That was, I think that's mad. And, he's, and he's, he's, 30, the, he's 32. But I think he was on the bench, wasn't he, in the Champions League final when they right. won it? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he was Yeah, or, or, on, in the squad. So 32, I mean, this day and age, I suppose, I mean, the game is much younger and much faster now and he's had injuries so I can't yeah. get that. Yeah, I, mean, I wish yeah. him the best, I really do. We, we do. We hope he tears it up in the A-League. Oh, big time. Um, should we do four to score? I think yeah. we should. It's time for Betway's four to score, everyone. Each week, um, all you need to do is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, of course, and further T's and C's apply. We're going to mix it up this week. I feel bad um, being the person who kind of, who governs this section, yeah. but always makes Marcus go first. So this week, I'm going to go first. All oh, right. Game one's going to be me. Yeah. It's Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Sunday at two o'clock. Um, we've mentioned it briefly. And my pick is going to be Wilfred Zaha. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go for Zaha. I think he's going to be on penalties. Leicester have been... They slow, start slowly recently, Leicester. Yeah, they've also been a little bit underwhelming so mm-hmm. far, as we've said. So I'm going to go for Wilfred Zaha. Game number two is Jim Campbell. Jim, you have got, as you know, Tottenham versus Aston Villa. Yes. Who is your pick, my friend? I've gone for Danny Ings because he's obviously he a pretty lethal finisher and I think Spudsy's problems might not be over just quite yet. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be very interesting how Spurs approach that game. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very interesting. So you've gone Danny Ings. Game number three is our friend Vish. He's got West Ham v Brentford. Here we go. Hello, Ramblers. Uh, it's me. Um, still trying to work out how to get my heating on this early in the year, but I've been tasked, more importantly, with getting the first goal scorer right for West Ham versus Brentford. And I'm going to go with Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony, first goal scorer on Sunday. Mm. Nice choice. Yeah. A little click of the fingers at the end there from Vish. Yeah, it? that's what he does. Um, so that's Ivan Tony for Vish. Uh, game mm. number four, Marcus, you get to go right at the end. Yeah. Knowing your luck, we're going to get him all right and yeah. it's going to be on you again. Um, it's the big one. It's yeah. Liverpool versus Man City. That's all I've got to pick. Uh, the first goal scorer in that. Hard to pick a City player because something you don't know what he's going to have a tinker and so on. But I think Liverpool start fast. I think it's going to be Mo Salah. Nice. He was so close against Brentford to getting me the first mm. goal, but I think uh, uh, Mo started the season very well. Well, just a phenomenal goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a good record it. against City as well. Exactly. Right, so Wilfred Zaha, Danny Ings, Ivan Tony, Mo Salah, they are our selections for Betway's 4 to score this week. Make sure you, if you want to play, that yours are submitted before the first game starts. You can play for free at betway.com forward slash 4 to score but further T's and C's do apply and you must be 18 or over to gamble. Um, for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. All right then. Now, it's fairly obviously, excitably, time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. (laughs) This is indeed why you are all effed. Effed. As Vish rather uh, rudely says. Coarsely. Um, Yeah. um, 
So thanks to our mate Jimmy to the B on Twitter. Oh yes, um, the seedings are in after Marcus's debacle last oh, Friday. Terrible man. Um, and it will learn a lot about Marcus actually after a five nil mm. defeat to a debutant in, in the shape of Got last done by old Buster Douglas, didn't I? He bounced back exactly. <laughs> so um, this is a battle between Marcus and Jim. Marcus is currently the fourth seed. Jim is the fifth seed. Um, so it's a bit of a mid-table clash. Yeah. yeah. See if you can force your way back up there. Arsenal v Spurs, Jim. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's a bit like that. Um, Let's because, hope it pans out the same way, eh? <laughs> because Jim is uh, the lower seed. He, of course, gets to go first. You guys know how the game works by now. A quick game is a good game. The, the players are chosen at completely at random. They've never been used before since the start of last season on this game. Um, and away we go. The first player has played for five clubs in total. I need you to tell me, Jim, how many of those five you can name. And the player is Ben White. Oh, God. Benny White. Currently playing, obviously. So a bid from you, Jim, um, of how many of the five you can name. I can do three. You can do three. That's actually very good. Mm, that is good. Marcus, can I have uh, a higher bid than three from you? Would you like Jim to name them? I'd like Jim to name them. Okay, Jim. Quick as you like. No repetition. No wrong answers. How many of those name clubs can you name? You've gone for three. One at a time. Go ahead. Brighton and Hove actually Albion. <laughs> yeah, correct. Arsenal. He's there now. Of course. And Leeds. He did play for Leeds. Well, well played, done. Sir. Well played. That's 1-0. Oh, the else? other two? Um, so he started at Brighton, as you said. Um, Newport County on loan. Uh, Peterborough United on loan. <laughs> Leeds United on loan, as you said. And then he's at Arsenal, Yeah, obviously. well played for the, yeah, the, the Leeds. Forgot always. Leeds, didn't you? Essentially. Yeah. But even if I'd have known it, you had just three. There was yeah, no true. way I was getting any of the, the others. But it's okay, everyone, because it's now Marx's time to shine. Oh, was that you right? get to go first. You're 1-0 down. Yeah. You've been up against it. Yeah. You've been up against it. I'm, like, I'm down I've again. scored early, haven't I? You've yeah. have. done in England here. You have. But as, as ever, when teams score, that's when they're at the most vulnerable. So, uh, Nine clubs for this second player. Mm. Um, he is still... Oh, I think he... I th- he, he was definitely playing up until this calendar year. Mm. So he may have retired. I haven't <clears> checked. He's played for nine clubs in total. It's Hatem Ben Arthur. Hatem Ben Arthur. Okay. It's a great player for Luke's game, this. Hatem it is, ben Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I have to do whenever I say these names? I always try and say a, a sentence or two to try and fill the time while you guys are having a think. I appreciate it. And that. it's really difficult not to name any club when you're talking about a footballer. Mm-hmm. How many you got out of the nine? That's a real bugger of a one, that is. What do we think? What do we think? At him. At him, you little sausage. Can you find the sweet spot? Very, It's absolutely crucial to find the sweet spot in this game. We need a number from you now, please. At him, Ben Arthur. We all know his name. Four. Four, okay. I think that's a pretty good bid. Jim, can you do five? He's frantically scribbling down on this piece of paper. I think five would definitely involve a bit of a shot in the dark. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Marcus go. Okay. So your official answer is you want Marcus' name is yes. four. Okay, Marcus, one at a time, please. Of course, with no repetition or wrong answers, the four, four of the nine clubs that our man Hatem Benafa has played for. Newcastle United. He has played for them. That's one. Paris Saint-Germain. That, my friend, is two. Nice. Very good. Three. And did he play for Hull City? Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus, spell us back. Yeah. <sighs> I wasn't Very sure about good. Hull. Is he currently at Wren? Uh, he's not currently at Wren, but he has also played for Oh, okay, because yeah. that's the one I, I thought. See, I wasn't sure of Lille or Nice. Uh, it's Nice. He's yeah. not played for Lille. Uh, Lyon, Marseille. Lyon. Newcastle United, Hull, Nice, PSG, Wren, Valladolid, and Bordeaux. He's currently at Bordeaux. He, I, I think he was definitely up at Bordeaux to the, the end of last season. Of course, do you know what? Yeah, I, I, that's one of those ones I've, I've got a bit fortunate there. 
Well, listen, because that, that was a few guesses in there, but I had to play it conservative, Jim, because I you haven't did. won a point on this game for a long time. <laughs> it's one all. It's one I'm all. I'm delighted not to get whitewashed. <laughs> no, well, you're back on the horse. The, that was uh, less likely this <laughs> week, Marcus. Well, you never know. Last did it without naming a single club. It just it just led Marcus mm. to water and made him drink. And I drank the it loser all. juice. I drank it all. Um, I was drunk, horrifically hungover on loser juice. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, yeah. five clubs for this next player. You get to go first. It's one all, all to play for. Five clubs, still playing now. Uh, Victor Wanyama. Okay. Just nice to hear him named. It is, yeah. A big player. A big player back in the day. What do you think, Jim, out of the five? It's a relatively small number of clubs, but he is still playing, so you go ahead. People listening will be playing along, counting on their fingers on the train, how many they can name. I'm going to go three. Three. Marcus, I, I, I think it would be a big statement to go four. Yeah, but I, I'm quite confident Jim has three. Well, it's, it's all in your tactics, I'll then, have isn't to, it? I'll have, to, I'll have to go four. All five from you, Jim? No. Okay. Four clubs, Marcus, that Victor Wanyama has played for. I'm trying to think who he's at now. And I don't get to say this very often, <clears throat> but when I do, I always enjoy it. If you get them, I'll give you the money myself. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we I go. Done? What have I done? Here we go. Okay. You so, never know. Celtic. Absolutely. Southampton. That's also correct. That's two. Spurs. That's your three, so you're one short. Where did he go? This is just Napoli. I'm afraid not. It's <laughs> a point to Jim. He's in MLS, um, isn't he? Because I can't remember the team, though, because he was in, he had that at, spaghetti thing recently. Is it Montreal? Right, yeah, I was uh, that, that was your fourth. The fifth one is Beershot AC. Yeah. Which um they're a Belgian team that they actually have lost their pro status now for those for those real nitpickers among us listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but at the time he played for them, they were professional, so they do yeah, count. There you go. Okay, Marcus, you were two one down. Um you that was one f- of those ones I was like, it's ah, hard, it's a tough one. Tough, tough one. one, tough one. Yeah. You get to go first, Marcus, this time though, and this player has played for nine clubs in total. Oof. Um he is Ryan Barbel. Oh, blimey. Ryan Barbel. We'll get some great names this week. I'm really happy about this. The algorithm has treated us with great fortitude and respect. The simulation is provided yet again, everyone. Oh, Ryan Barbel. What do you think? Come on, give us Nine clubs. I'm afraid so. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, blimey. Sodding clubs. Yeah. Four. Four. That's not bad. I don't think that's a bad guess at all. I think that's a very respectful opening bid. Mm. Jim? Uh, there's too many variables in that for me in terms of what I'm confident with, so I'm going to Lars Marcus on this one. Okay. He's <laughs> now known as, as, as playing the last, <laughs> the, the Sivertson the technique. Playing with a straight back. Yeah. So you want four? Yeah. Okay, so of the nine clubs Ryan Barbels played for, one at a time, please name four. If you get this wrong, I'm dutifully, I'm contractually obliged to tell you, you will lose the game. I know. Okay, so four clubs, one at a time, please. Liverpool. A safe one. Fulham. Just double check that. Yes, of course, he's played for Fulham. Now, this, this is, I'm, I'm actually not that sure about these two, so I'm going to have to have a go. I, he played in Turkey. And I'm, uh, Galatasaray. You've got one more to go. And this one is a bit of a guess as well, but I'm just going on assumption. Ajax. 
We must have a decider. Yes. Yeah. It's two all. <laughs> well played. Very well, well done, done under pressure. It's very good. Yeah. I just thought that was excellent under pressure. Very, yeah. very good. That's very kind of you. Um, started this career at Ajax. Yeah. Had two more spells there. So it's yeah. Ajax, then Liverpool. Hoffenheim. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Ajax again. Kashim Passa. Ooh. Or Kasim Pasha, however you say it. Yeah. Al Ayin, Deportivo, Besiktas, Fulham, Galatasaray, then back to Ajax yeah. again. I see, there I you go. Like Besiktas, you see, that's where it was confusing. Three clubs in Turkey played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had a fairly safe um, chance there. I so felt like um, there was an obvious big one missing, but there wasn't yeah. really. Ajax are big. No, but I, I had Ajax. No, but like I mean, a Barcelona would have been the closest. No, like, so, like a Wolfsburg or someone like that. Right. I don't know. Yeah. There we go. Um, Jim, you get to go first and decide. It all comes mm-hmm. down to this. You've got the advantage because you get to lead the charge if you want to. This player's played for eight clubs in total. He uh, has retired from football now. He's no longer playing, but you will know him and know him well. I've spent <clears> some time in the man's company. He has, as I said to you at the time, I might not have said it on the show, but I'll say it now. He's completely smooth like a dolphin. Mm. Uh, in, in the flesh. It's Dimitar Berbatov. Berbatov. Oh. Eight clubs he's played for. This is, it all comes down to this. You get to massively increase your seeding by picking up a win here. It may just feel like a mid-table clash. It isn't. It's everything to play for. Jim, what do I have from you? From the eight. And he's played for eight. Yeah. God, blimey. It's the final. i going to go four. Four, Okay. So they say it's the finest game in football podcasting <clears throat> for a reason. It's the tension is high, the stakes are high. Marcus, it all comes down to this: Will you go higher than four? Or would you like to put the ball firmly back in Jim's court? I'm going to go five. I'm oh, nice! Have a go. I love that. This what a great okay. crescendo this, this for this game. Tactic didn't work last week, but I'm going to give it another go, ladies <laughs> Why and gentlemen. Not? Jim, do you want six? I do not. Okay. So you've got five of the eight, Marcus, yeah. for the win. To well, get, I hope so. so. I think this will be a brilliant comeback after the, what yeah. you had to suffer last week. <laughs> Which, by the way, was your own fault, but you have to suffer it nonetheless. <laughs> so five of the eight clubs that our man Dimitar Berbatov has played for, mm-hmm. one at a time, it's shit or bust <laughs> for the win or the defeat. It's a crisis if you lose here. It's a crisis officially. Um, go ahead. Manchester United. Correct. That's one. Tottenham Hotspur. That's two. Fulham. That's three. Bayer Leverkusen. Very nice. That's four. You're one away. And I, This is just going on pure assumption. Uh, you know, if you've got those four, I'm duty bound to say CSK Sofia. Fucking hell. He's he's putting all of it, everything on the line and going CSK Sofia. Do you know what though? Marcus. Oh, there it is. He's well done it. Done. <laughs> Marcus. He's back in the game. Oh, I'll tell you what, needed it. <laughs> Get Very... that man some winner juice. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. He's earned his winner's sure. juice this week. A fantastic 3-2 win. A great comeback after the disappointment last week. I don't know what that will do for the rankings. We shall find out from our friend Jimmy 2 the B uh, later today, I'm sure. But that is um, your last frame, last black. Fantastic. Bit of four, bit yeah. of five. Kept that that was my disappointment last week. It's not give anybody the excitement. Yeah, you kept the nerve yeah. this week. You know. Jim, you played your part, as Alan Pardew would did, say. Did, <laughs> did, uh, did the, the four you had was... Then was, minus yeah, with the Sophie. four you had minus Sophia. I didn't think of that. So it was CSK Sophia's where he started his career. Yeah. Um, I can see the logic behind that guess. Yeah. By Leverkusen, uh, Spurs, Man United, Fulham, Monaco. A Monaco, of course. Yeah. God, had, yeah. Had a season at Monaco. Um, <sighs> Pauk uh, in Greece. Yeah, I couldn't. That's where he went. I couldn't remember. Yeah. And then he, Berbatov in Monaco. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, I remember there's a Netflix it, series waiting to happen totally, there. Yeah, the that, photo shoot of him in the casino with this, the cigar on. This yeah. bloody game. What it does to you as soon yeah. as you say that, you go, yeah, I remember when he went there because that was the epitome of a lovely old job for Berbatov and, and the, for the for the Principality of Monaco. Exactly. <laughs> and, and very briefly for the admin fans among us, uh, he ended his career at Kerala Blasters. 
There you go. You always um, forget, quite a few players went out and played in India, didn't they? You forget about those. That's right. That's yeah. right. My goodness. My goodness, everybody. Well, what a end uh, to the week's action on the Football Ramble. Great stuff. I think you can agree. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Um, there we are. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll be back on Monday. See you then. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Lots of love. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.